0: <sighs> so, how long have you been in Bahrain now?
1: So, I moved to Bahrain in 2012. Okay. So, it's been almost 10 years.
0: Okay. And how did you find Bahrain? Did you just look up on Google Maps and was like, that's the place I want to move to?
1: So, I was born and raised in Dubai. Okay. And then I moved to Oman. Okay. So, I was working for an ad agency there. And then one fine day, I decided that I'm bored mm-hmm. of Oman. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, now I want to move somewhere maybe to a new country so shall i move back to dubai and then one of my friend comes to me colleague work colleagues and they say oh there is this vacancy at this company called red house okay so why don't you apply
0: oh my god so from the very beginning oh god okay (laughs) I said,
1: okay maybe let me just uh, you know find out find out and then i did and then they invite uh, they asked me to come for an interview And then they said, okay, join. We are looking for someone to take over the magazine. Mm. It's not doing that well, but then I'm sure you can add
0: some value
1: to it. So then, and that was Woman This Month.
0: And what was your base salary back then for the invite?
1: 500. 500. Oh, okay.
0: That's 50 BD above minimum in Bahrain. That's
1: that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then that's what it is. And then... um, in 2013 so when i joined bah- uh, when i moved to bahrain mm-hmm. uh, i thought uh, okay i'm i like this place maybe i'll work here for 2 years mm-hmm. and then i'll go back to oman but from 2 years to 5 years and now it's 2022 so bahrain is now like home you could say you don't want to
0: go back to dubai
1: i don't think so really no because we do work with clients in dubai as well we work with some agencies there are some uh, small jewelry companies as well that we work with. Okay. So so then that, that relationship is there. But, uh, you know, moving to Dubai at this stage, I don't think so. Once you've set up everything and you know where do you go, you know, who to meet, who are your clients. So I think this is the best place in terms of, you know, is, I think it's the easiest place in terms of setting up your business and running it. how did
0: did that so how does that process work if you don't mind me asking for dubai for for starting up your ad agency okay because i imagine a lot of people are listening right now either are interested in getting into marketing or potentially running an ad agency and they're not making ends meet what would be what would you say are some of the key things to hit to get high paying clients
1: okay so i think the first thing is when what a client looks for when mm-hmm. you go and pitch is that they are looking for quality mm-hmm. and they are looking for assurance and satisfaction so these three are the main points so if you're if you are producing work as per their requirements and if they are they have to be happy with whatever you know you have to make sure that whatever you commit you excel in that okay so
0: and how do you just cold pitch them? and you just call up their marketing department and say like, "Hey, you know what? We're a print publication, or we do social media, or we do this," and so try to get that meeting through there? Or do you just use your contacts that you have available? And so work most your way
1: of that them way. are are through contacts, mm-hmm. and sometimes there is. Uh, we also get a lot of references. Mm-hmm. So you know, with reference to we are looking for somebody. You know, we're having opening a store. We are looking for. Um, an You're using agency. your network, basically. Yeah. So, so that's the and of course, cold call also. I think it also plays a very important role. Oh, does that still work? It still works. Yes, you won't believe it does. Really? So, uh, there was this meeting in Hamla mm-hmm. where we had gone to meet a client that was in a studio. It was a yoga studio, and then we just walked out of the studio for some karak chai, mm-hmm. and right next to uh, the karak chai counter was this huge factory that produces marbles and they are into all of that and then the the number was listed outside the the door and so we just saved the number and the next day my staff called and said hi how are you we are pink media house uh will you be are you looking at you know uh are you looking at marketing or any other uh, opportunities they said yes we're looking for somebody to help us with social media well there you go and then the, the next day we went and then they said oh we were, we were desperately looking for the last two months but whatever agencies we worked with previously uh, you know we were not happy and either they they don't work as per our requirements or they are too expensive so i said well, we'll work out something as we'll tailor make something for you so so that's how so i think cold call also does help even in today's uh, age yeah it does
0: how how do you have that relationship with that client, because I know a lot of clients want you know the co- want well, the cow and the farm and the moon and and the sun. They yeah. want everything and everything, and yes. they want to pay you peanuts. You.
1: Yes, yes. So they'll they'll give you one dinar, and they'll say like, yeah, you know, mashallah.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: want everything. So then when you go, uh, so first of all, I think also it's very important as an entrepreneur that whenever you pitch. Uh, business deals or proposals to any client, you have to make sure of your energy around them. you know make sure that that you and they they should know that you are a tough nut.
0: Mm-hmm. if you
1: can do their work, you can you know you if you can help them mm-hmm. uh, and assist them in growing. it also doesn't mean that you know they will cut corners because uh, you know you, both of them it's like it's like it's an equal partnership between uh, two companies.
0: It's very interesting because from, from my brother's side, obviously we talked a little off camera, yeah. that he, he's been running a marketing agency for, I think he's, he's been working in marketing for close to 50 years yeah. and his own marketing agency about for 30 years. And one of the things he would always tell me was that with a client, you have to make clear to them that they're investing into their business. Like, you know, And he always makes the point of you wouldn't, you wouldn't try to bargain to buy a Lamborghini you wouldn't try to bargain to buy a Bentley yes, yes, right that's yes. just the price of the cost right yes, and that's I the investment that you have to put in and the other thing he would always tell me was that he has a fixed rate yes. and he doesn't go below it yes
1: so we have a fixed uh, rate cards mm. we have a media kit mm. that is shared to them mm. Uh, you know, it's only like thirty percent of the time is when they come to you and they say the client says this is our budget and we want to work around that. If we can, we do it. Otherwise, we will not take up that that job. Absolutely. If it's there, has been cases where uh, I have had two clients in the last last week. They've come up to me and they one wanted to uh, wanted us to help them to launch an app, mm-hmm. but the budget was abysmal nothing okay so i was like i'm sorry we can't do this for you
0: i wonder if you've noticed the same thing is that the lower the amount the more demanding the client yes yes isn't that weird
1: yes i have suffered i've gone through that yeah (laughs) yeah it's so
0: it's so bizarre to me it's that like a client that pays you 200 bd expects like all this extra. 20,000
1: dinar worth of service.
0: Exactly. And a cl- client that pays you 5,000 BD is like very happy. To yeah, <laughs> It's very little pushback on. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> you've, you've given us 5,000 dinar, Okay. Just, and the ones, so, so we don't, we, we've filtered basically. You have to. You mm. have to. So there's a, you know, like I think each agency has their genre and they tailor make certain things and they know exactly, you know, who are the clients they wish to work with because it's, it's two sides. Hmm. Basically, you can say like, like it's two families coming together because you, you need to have a long-term relationship mm, mm. Uh, with your client, you know, in order to make it fruitful and successful.
0: When, I, when I've started working here in Bahrain is that the expectations that they have compared to the budget that they assign is unrealistic. Yes. And I mean, exactly. I've worked in the US and I've worked in Europe and there's, there's rationality. Here, on the other hand... It's, it's almost like they just try their best yeah. and then they're surprised when you say no.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's so strange. Why don't you want to work with us? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you can't afford me. <laughs> yeah, that's what.
0: I had, I had one guest on and we were talking about business structures and business plans. And then he said, hey, you know what? Um, I'd love for you to, to, to come in and talk to my team. And I was like, okay, but either you're paying me Or I'm bringing the cameras in to do production around it. At least I have some footage. Mm. And he was like, oh, you don't, can't you just come in for free? And I was like, no.
1: (laughs) So I'll tell you a case that happened. It was, I think, about a year and a half ago. There was this client. He wanted us to film uh, something related to his factory. Mm. The entire filming was an eight-hour process. So first of all, he asked us for a quotation. We sent him the quotation. Then after that, uh, my videographer and my media manager, both of them went to meet the client. So he tells them, you have to make a teaser under three minutes of how you're going to film the eight-hour process.
0: Get the hell out of here.
1: And then they come back to me and said, ma'am, we have to do this. I said, no, we're not doing this. We don't need this money. And then I called up the client. I said, on what basis... (laughs) Mm. Uh, are you expecting us to film for eight hours and after that you're going to? No, we need to see the quality. I said uh, we've al- always we've we've already shared with you our samples, so now it's up to you. You to know dis- what
0: they why they wanted that? They yeah. wanted it in order to use it for their Instagram and social yeah, media. That's so, exactly why yes. they wanted it. That happened to Danny, who's who's not yeah. here. He 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 said that um he went to shoot a client uh like for footage and stuff like that, and they said okay, can I get like a preview of how it looks like? From the, the day's footage. Yeah. So he did one with watermarks okay. from his company on it. And the client just took it and then published it. <laughs>
1: they they, they, they did that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he wanted us to send him a storyboard. So I said, we usually charge. If we send you a storyboard, we usually charge because you know we have the copyright for the same. So, you know, you have to know how to tackle them. That's it's all about that. Otherwise, they'll take you for a ride.
0: I mean, I, I, I think with that client specifically, I don't think he really, I don't think he really understood what a storyboard or a script or a subtext is. I think yes. he heard these key terminology <laughs> in the industry and was like, oh, okay, let's,
1: <laughs> let's experience and yeah. see what it is.
0: Well, if it was an eight hour footage, how long was the final shoot supposed to be? What was the, the...
1: Uh, eight hours footage and then we were supposed... Eight
0: hour footage is in footage eight hours?
1: Yes, eight hours. The shoot w- was for eight hours. No, the
0: shoot was for eight hours but deliverables... Uh,
1: was for 30 minutes. For 30 minutes. Yeah.
0: Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. Because, uh, okay, and th- it was supposed to be what? Just a YouTube video?
1: A YouTube video, yes. Okay. And then with the trailer, with the script, with the storyboard, everything.
0: <laughs> is he trying to make a short movie? What, what is he talking about?
1: So, like, I was like, no. And then, uh, so then I went and I, uh, so he was the manager. I went, uh, I gave a, uh, I called up the uh, the CEO I mm. said, look, we've got a long relationship. I've known you from 2012, mm. but this guy who you've just appointed doesn't know what he's doing mm. because if you want to keep a good relationship with the media, you should know exactly what you're talking.
0: Mm. So and then, how much you're paying, right.
1: Yeah. Can't just say, give it, we'll first see it and then we'll sign the contract. That's not happening. Yeah I, yeah. Agree. yeah, I agree. I agree. And the uh, many a times, what it, how is it? It has happened with us, and especially, uh, especially with me. You know, when they see a female founder coming to you, this is in general. They think, oh, a girl has walked in. If you don't know the client, so I can take her for a ride. I'll tell her. Really. I will tell her. Uh, you have to do this for me within 500 BD. It means you have to do it for me within 500 dinar, Even if that, uh, that assignment or that specific project is valued at 2,000. So over time and through experience, you know, after falling and getting up and again falling, I've decided no. When I walk into the office, they know who they are speaking to. I'm very firm.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Because this is the exact opposite of, of what happens in Europe. Because girls get way higher bids. Yeah. On a project than guys do, yes. in in the West, yes. it's so interesting. It's completely the opposite way yeah. around. And if 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 a girl, especially like uh, my brother, would always like like send a pretty girl in to the meeting yeah. and stuff like that, yeah, and he would always get about twenty to thirty percent above the. The, the the listing price what yes. was originally negotiated. Yes, yes. And he said, if I go in there, yeah, right, they would try to bring the price down. It's fascinating yes. how yes. it's exactly the opposite.
1: So I think here you have you could you could say you have an assorted mix mm. like you in cer- in certain places you go the client knows you mm. you know they don't bargain. The client is very small, yeah. Yeah, but then if you have a new client, he's trying to understand what is your role, where have you worked before, you know what you've done, what does the company do. So then in in that case, um, you know sometimes so there are all sorts of cases that you have to deal with, yeah. Uh,
0: I've I've i mean i've 've noticed the how vastly different it's almost like almost like a valley of the difference of quality that that you find here in this region versus how you find in the West how business interactions are made, how contracts are made uh, like everything f- because I, I worked from the u s side and so when I came here it was like almost like a slap in my face because of how things are done yes. it's it's crazy and i it's wonder crazy, yeah. do do you, when you moved from oman and dubai to bahrain did you notice the difference of of work ethic between the two or not so much
1: yes you did yes yeah so dubai is super fast mm mm-hmm. okay so like for instance you go to meet a client you've met the client the moment you you get into your car you call your so you have like a media assistant. Sure. And you tell her, this is, I'm sending you the, the email address of the client. Quickly send them the proposal. This is what it is, da, da, da. Mm. It's so fast. So before I you it. forget. Okay. I love it. In Oman, it's a little laid back. So you go to meet the client on Sunday. You come back, you send him the proposal. Next Sunday, he'll tell you he's going to look at the mail. Mm. But Oman on the other side uh, has a lot of, like there is a lot of money in Oman. Mm. Because you've got Sohar, you've got Nizwa, you've got all the other places. So, in terms of uh, you know, in terms of doing events, you can do like a large scale event in Oman for two hundred thousand. Mm. But to do that same event in Bahrain, you might not get of course, th- the why? same funding oh, or way. the same sponsorship. So that's the difference between both the places. But uh, but bahrain as you know people here they they move fast what i've seen with my clients
0: they move fast that's very different than than what i see here yeah here f- here i feel like they they they're incredibly laid back for for for, for I me i think uh,
1: yeah so here how it is like you have to go to them with the concept
0: yes yeah definitely yeah, not, yeah yeah it's yeah. like it's
1: the other way around yeah yeah so you have to go to them they they've launched something new maybe a new car or a new machine. Okay. So you have to go to them. And they'll just call and they'll just call and they'll tell you, you know, Farin, we've launched this glass. Hmm. So you have to go back and tell them, what can we do with the glass? How do we market it? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what it is.
0: Well, but realistically, I mean, there's only four big companies. Well, f- technically five if you include Alba. But it's either Almoayed, uh, Koheji, Kanu... That's about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're you're as a marketing, you're either working for one of the five in that perspective of larger corporations, or you're 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 struggling. That's it's it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really either that or nothing. Yes.
1: yes. So you have to choose, uh, like as I mentioned, like you have to choose your, your genre, the clients, uh, like also the, the project should also excite you. Whether that's something that would interest you. Mm. So that's how you move forward.
0: And just, you're you're only focused on what on traditional media, from the magazine.
1: So uh, apart from the magazine, so we work three sixty. Okay. So it's social media, it's online, digital. So whatever the the client wants, mm. uh, we we offer them three sixty degree marketing, mm. including you know even SMS marketing for instance. People still still do that. That also we offer.
0: Does that work very well or not so much?
1: Uh, I think it works uh, based on the activation. So, for instance, that there's that something that's on an offer. Offers work very well mm. because we, we've seen that.
0: But in order to do SMS, you'd have to you'd have to either have a a a, a database.
1: Yes. So uh, with the phone numbers, so or you have
0: to contact Btelco or STC, yeah, which costs so a lot of money.
1: So, so how we work is that the clients usually give us their database that they want to reach out to. So we work with so that. So lazy. <laughs> don't, don't record this. <laughs> <Sorry>. So lazy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> we have our own individual database as well. Yeah, which but from past
0: clients you take the numbers and you put it into that database.
1: No, so the, this is a database that has been that that we worked on. Okay. So these are the clients that we've worked, maybe the team has met, you know, they've entered. Mm. So that is already there.
0: Because the, uh, the, other, or the only other option is to contact Patelka SDC and getting that yeah. database from them, yes. which is very expensive.
1: Expensive, yeah. I, I, th- I don't
0: remember how much they charge per phone number, but it's yeah. it's not exactly cheap. Yeah, I mean, you can contact other companies, um, Nike, Adidas, and that kind of like line also offer it. Yeah. But it's more difficult. Yes. Because you have to speak directly to the marketing team and it's a whole headache process. It's not too easy. Yes. But yeah, so tell me more about the Namaste Bahrain. Is that correct? Yeah. Can you bring it over, Akashi, so we can show it to the camera? So, how long has this magazine been up and running?
1: So, this is our first edition that we've done. This is your first edition? Yeah. And you didn't even sign it?
0: I feel insulted. So, there you go. So, tell yeah. me about it.
1: So, Namaste Bahrain uh, is basically a celebration of bilateral friendship mm-hmm. between India and Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, Indians have contributed to the growth of uh, the economy mm-hmm. in Bahrain. So, basically, we've uh, showcased brands
0: mm-hmm.
1: that are, you know, contributing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the economy and simultaneously what we've done we've also expanded in terms of uh, investors back in india who are looking at investing in bahrain
0: okay yes and what are what are the most investors interested from bahrain's perspective the easy market that is to the u.s because they have a unilateral agreement but between bahrain and the u.s for import and export between the two countries or are investors just looking at from a real estate property aspect?
1: So, like for instance, uh, investors in terms of you know reaching out to the GCC market.
0: Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. So, yes. so they so they use it basically as a docket.
1: So, for instance, there is so the cli- like we featured some clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a lady. She runs this uh, bridal shop. Mm-hmm. So she's into these br- bridal dresses, couture, and. Couture fashion. So they are based in in Bombay. Hot couture? Uh, They are into these Indian. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because haute couture is French. That's
1: why. No, no. This is not not that. So this is basically Indian. Okay. Indian Uh, haute couture. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So they are into these embroidery and all these stuff. So, you know, they want to reach the Bahrain market. So nowadays it's become very easy to sell things online and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, invest. Mm-hmm. and especially Bahrain makes it very easy it's one of the i think the easiest investment uh, process. Locations, absolutely yeah. yeah that's what that's the advantage what we have
0: so the, she's she has her couture's and she she wants to have them here in a warehouse to then ship to the rest of the gcc
1: no she wants to take up a a, a showroom she wants to take
0: up a showroom showroom yes okay like in Seif mall or or somewhere yes, like that yes yes okay so, so then
1: so then there are uh, you know a couple of uh, people who approached me they said you know we want to uh, be a part of the magazine mm-hmm. because we want to uh, you know showcase our brands mm-hmm. yeah
0: and how many do you mind me asking well this is your first your first publication so it's unfair yeah. but how many expected readers do you think how many well i can ask this how many magazines have you printed
1: the uh, the, the printed we've printed about five thousand copies Five thousand? okay yes and, and so how do you distribute actually, them so, we have, our distri- we have our own internal distribution channel, mm-hmm. which is our t- uh, one of the team members. Mm-hmm. So, they, they are hand-delivered to the client. Okay. Yes. And so, we have a fixed uh, database. Okay. And then when we meet new clients, we give them a copy. And then they also tell us to add them to the database. That's how it works.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a really good tip. Um, if you, you put this in an envelope... Yeah. And then you go to DHL, and then you find whatever uh, 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 consultancy for anyone who's listening, any con- uh, uh, embassy that you want, and then you put the name of the ambassador on the the receiver end, and then HTC, uh, uh, FedEx, or DHL, will when they deliver it, you're ensured that the ambassador himself will get a copy. We'll get a copy. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that smart, right? Of course, the secretary will open it, obviously. Yes. But at least that, that's your entryway. Yeah. into it yeah so you can use fedex and and dhl for for getting people's like products in their hand
1: yeah you're right what, a, That's what a, a good idea
0: what a friend of mine used to do for for trying to get high-end clients was he would get an a cheap ipad and then get a jail broken so that when you when you turn it on it would play a video hmm. which would be their market the sales pitch and then he would choose five or six very very high-end clients do the same exact process that i that i just said Go to DHL, find their name, send it to their address of their office. So when they open the package, it's an iPad. I go, who's sending me an iPad? And as soon as they turn it on, it plays a video, which is his sales pitch.
1: Wow. Isn't that smart? That's that's really smart. Mm.
0: He's he's made good money.
1: Yeah.
0: I think uh, last year he made about ten to fifteen million dollars.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And that's just through <laughs> through little games like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. The iPad.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of opportunities in ways, but what made you want to start a magazine, though? Of all the things you could do, all the times, you, all the things you could spend your time and money on.
1: So you could say that it's your. I mean, you just yeah.
0: publicized it. I'm sorry, I'm giving you content.
1: <laughs> no, so uh, the uh, the idea behind Namaste because I come from a magazine and background, a, sure. Yeah, and you know, we are, we've been into I've been into books and coffee table books over the last 10 years of my life even in back in oman so then i thought you know why not start and then maybe do things which you f- which you feel were not there previously mm-hmm. with the other publications but i'm uh, like uh, look, i'll tell
0: you again i'm trying to give you a sales pitch so you can use it for your content and distribute <laughs> it or whatever <laughs> i'm sorry we don't have to talk about your magazine if you don't want to
1: <laughs> No, i would like to talk but then it, that's what it is yeah yeah
0: okay that's well, it's interesting. I, it, it's and do you do online as well or just physical print?
1: So we do have social media, mm-hmm. and then our website is now in process. Okay. Yeah, for the magazine, so it'll, the the content will also go online okay. as well. Yeah.
0: Because I know there's another lady. I for,
1: do you remember her name, Akashi?
0: We went to meet at her office. Yeah, they just started also a magazine publication print, but focused on jewelry. Only jewelry. Only jewelry. Okay. And they publish every quarter. And they're publishing the first print next month.
1: In okay.
0: And it's focused around exactly your market, Indian market. Um, but for high end Bahraini goods. And I think it's like it's pretty big. It's I think if she told me it's like fifty pages
1: fifty pages okay it's it's quite a it's, it's you've seen the copy
0: uh I've seen some of the copy
1: okay because I think if if it's the first print have they printed it already
0: they said they've already printed it okay. um and yeah, so it's mainly focused on like high end goods and stuff like that. Hmm. they claim that they've already sold every spot on it, whether that's true or not is i don't know
1: I haven't heard of it
0: but yeah so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to tell you about your competitor <laughs> immediately. At least you really got it out in, in, in the wild.
1: <laughs> we don't need to put this, but I'll tell you, I know them.
0: You know them, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And I've seen their marketing uh, like this. Okay. Ask Farah, she also knows them.
0: Farah, uh, you know them as well? Saya.
1: <laughs> it's, is,
0: it so, is it so boring?
1: <laughs> it's like this. Saya. Saya. Oh, yeah. Yeah? So the marketing is what? Right. (laughs) So you can ask me Mm. on the book, Mm. and then I want you to ask me a separate uh, question on why, what was the reason behind Namaste Bahrain?
0: Okay. So from the book, you want to talk to the to the magazine.
1: Both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the book, the guiding light. Yeah, the
0: guiding light. Because I I I looked into it. I think I bought a copy.
1: You bought a copy? Okay. Yes,
0: uh, but I haven't had the time to finish reading it. Uh, as you can see here, these every guest that we bring on who's, who's a published author yeah. brings their book, and then they sign it or whatever. So we have it there in the backdrop. Okay. Uh, we had two girls on, one who wrote a f- her first book at 14. Wow. Can you imagine that? At 14. Great. And then she wrote her second one at 16. Wow. And then we had another girl on who wrote one book at 16 and another one at 18. Wow. Um,
1: That's the really good. Very inspiring. It's crazy, no? Yeah.
0: Did he break something? But uh, what was I about to say? Yeah. So so I for, I forgot her name. Uh, she wrote her first book around fourteen. Then her second at sixteen. She's she's Iranian. She's Iranian and got in trouble because of the book. Oh really? Yeah. And so she left Iran to be in Bahrain and is now studying to do her medical degree as a doctor. Interesting. Isn't that fascinating? Yes, it is. MashaAllah Aliha. Yeah. I, I was I was nowhere near that competent at the age of 16. 16 <laughs>
1: yes. I don't think so, even I would have thought.
0: But yeah, she, didn't she invent her own language? Yeah.
1: Her own language. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, for her book. For her book. Yeah. Great. So for two characters that were talking, she invented like the <laughs> whole thing. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,. Hey, That's you know what, if it works, it works.
1: Yeah, we do this show with Etron from Audi and all of that. At the end of the seventh show, mm. uh, the one of the ladies who was the guest, she bought the car. Oh. So, so the client is happy, <laughs> right? Because the job is done. Now, I had put it on my channels, on my personal uh, Instagram and all of that. So there is this uh, Indian FM called 104.2. Mm. So there's this RJ called Juhi. Mm. Okay so i told you na no, people don't use their creativity she saw that now they've done this they've copied me and if i show you both the videos <laughs> they are doing it with a chinese car
0: <laughs> i like that more accessible to the market they're like hey you know what
1: <laughs> and the people that they're interviewing are the people who are never going to buy the chinese car
0: i love it i love it i love it
1: It was so funny when I looked at. I said, "What's wrong?" I said, "Where has your creativity gone?" I mean, okay, they also and same way. I am meeting the client. Hi, nice to meet you. Let's same way, same copy.
0: Hey, if it works, it works. What is it? The (laughs) the greatest compliment is 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 copying, right? It's the greatest flattery. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've had the same experience. Like we've had past guests on who 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 I've then heard through other sources. It's
1: crazy, it's crazy. Yeah,
0: that they wanted to start a podcast. And I'm like, cool, go for it. I'm happy for you. Do it, do it, go. So
1: off the hook, Mm. so this uh, girl who works with Red House, okay. So basically she is from a place in India, uh, Haryana. Mm. So the Haryanvi accent is very different from a normal Indian accent, which I have or which anybody has, okay. So for instance, Prague... Tag. parag Parag. <laughs> okay. so that per, that girl is now selling Bari in this month
0: i love it okay i love it
1: <laughs> so now listen then she calls this client uh, it's like a um, fintech company and I'll say hi this we are coming this month with this supplement you have to advertise it's like excuse me what do you mean you have to advertise like, no, you have to, because, you know, last year you advertise. So this year you advertise, he's like, <laughs> he's like, Fareen would never talk to me like this, but I'm not Fareen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen that. I've that. <laughs> then he calls up George. He says, what's wrong with this girl? So George says, please give us business. Give us business. We need the money. I said, no, I'm not giving. Hmm. She calls me and says, you have to advertise. What is this? See, that's how now it's become.
0: But I, I never understood like the business practices here here in, here in Bahrain with the idea of like like how how almost it's a, almost like for companies it almost becomes like a charity run right to you yeah. keep your business alive which yeah. I, I've never understood if it doesn't work it doesn't work get out yeah. of here move.
1: <laughs> but I would say one thing like uh, I have been very uh, you know I have a lot of respect for the bloggers that we work with because mm. they have supported us and uh,
0: uh, this is this is a way to get that cut right
1: <laughs> no i won't do this with them <laughs> you to lower their fees <laughs> yeah. no not lower the fees i always give whatever is the is the rate that's offered we always uh, make sure that they get that mm. uh, but they have always been supportive and they have worked towards promoting like whatever whichever bloggers we work with they they have made sure that you know they have not just done uh you know they have they have done justice like they have spent like more than three hours over a, you know, video recording for a, a you know, food review or something on those lines. So that's what I have uh, liked with them. And then, uh, so I would like to, you know, like I would always, so th- this is something that I would like to say.
0: All right. We'll keep, we'll make it into a snippet. We'll make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Which, who's your favorite, who's your favorite blogger?
1: My favorite. I can't yeah. name one. You can't because name them, one? Yeah.
0: La, I think your favorite is Bahrain Barbie?
1: Bahrain Barbie. I have heard of her.
0: So clearly not your favorite. Um, I have Dana?
1: To, Dana Zubari, yeah. She's good. She's into fitness. Then Yeah.
0: So fitness is important for you. Okay.
1: Fitness and then food. Farah uh, is really good.
0: Farah is really good.
1: And then uh, there is this other blogger. Nizan? Uh, Nizan.
0: Or Dana. Dana Donna Wonders
1: uh there is the bahrain foodie
0: bahrain foodie yeah
1: she's good and then so there are a couple of them uh can't recall the name because i'm very bad with instagram handles mm. and you there's know? a lot of them as well yeah, <laughs> yeah but most of them i know them by their name so i mm so i could just say that you know ibrahim is also good
0: i know him yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the
1: from brm blogs yeah yeah
0: you should check out uh, spooky g
1: spooky g g okay
0: yeah Okay. He's he's I think the one of the biggest if not the biggest uh, I don't know if influencer is the right word but he has almost like seven hundred thousand almost a million followers on Instagram alone that's for Bahrain yeah he lives directly in Bahrain and is that's constant.
1: that's really cool that's
0: amazing that's that's yeah. unbelievable. And that's not even fake. That's like like real legit. followers. Like legit. Yeah. He gets about like almost 100,000 views on YouTube. He's, wow. For a guy in Bahrain doing yeah. Bahrain. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: It's amazing. So even back in India, so uh, we also work on, you know, very specific projects uh, with, in Bombay. Mm. So for instance, there are some of these bloggers that we worked with. Uh, they are really big. Uh, there is this blogger called masoom minawala she's actually been invited for the Khan's film festival oh, nice. she's on uh, she's a l'oréal brand ambassador um she's with l'occitane uh, you know all these brands chanel dior all these brands come under her and she supports a lot of indian um indian brands mm-hmm. like these you know mid-range designers mm-hmm. so she she does works towards supporting them all of that and then there is this other blog. Uh, there are these two girls. They are called House of Miso.
0: Oh, I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so they also they are also doing a fantastic job. Uh, they are supporting local brands. So both of them are, you know, one is uh, one is with a kid, and the other is, uh, you know, just newly married.
0: Mm, mm. So
1: you know, some of them they do have interesting content.
0: The camera companies, especially the higher end models. Try to limit their supply as much as possible, and then they create a whole separate industry, which is the renting ind- industry. Okay. And so the yes. renting generates them a lot of capital. Yes,
1: of course, yeah.
0: So, so I know a lot of guys who who have these great relationships with the suppliers started rental companies, and within the first three months, that ten thousand BD camera has already paid for itself.
1: Of course, yeah. They they so they made up. They made the cost up their margins. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: the, from from after three months, it's just profit.
1: It's just profit, yeah
0: so there's it's it's fascinating no
1: <laughs> that is yeah yeah
0: anyways so let's get back onto the normal topics um you were the ta- book. we were talking about your 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 released book guiding light yes tell me about it i haven't had a chance to read it fully yet
1: the guiding light the guiding light so there's this very interesting story uh so i think it was 2000 and, uh, 2012 is when i moved to bahrain mm-hmm. and um, I had gone to meet a client, and so he just generally he asked me a question that Are you into meditation? And uh, so I said a, a bit of meditation, but not really into meditation. So we were just having like a generic convers uh, conversation, and then he said, You know, there is. Uh, have you heard of Art of Living? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it is a center in India, and they are they are uh, into meditation and things like that. So there is this international women's conference that's taking place in Bangalore, where you've got women from uh, 47 countries. So, you know, we want to extend an invitation to you to be a part Mm. of the conference from the media and attend the conference. So I was like very excited, you know, going for an international uh, conference where you've got women participating from 47 countries. So that's when I went and that was the first time, that was my first encounter with Art of Living and the ashram. And when you enter the ashram, it's actually a very cool place. You've got, everything is in the order. Everything is, you know, very super clean. Food is amazing, all of that. And then I met uh, the founder of Art of Living, uh, who is Sri Ravi Shankar. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his sister is uh, Bhanu Didi, that mm-hmm. we call her. Uh, So, uh, she actually, she's into women empowerment projects, girl-child education. So, they've got 47 different schools in India, uh, you know, where they offer free education to…
0: 47, wow. Yes,
1: where they offer free education to uh, underprivileged children. So, they they were a lot into this… So there is this specific library or I think it was a bookstore inside the ashram where, you know, we were going and we were picking out, uh, taking out books uh, on, there there are books on meditation, on guidance, a lot of books on Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, the founder of Art of Living. But there was no book on Bhanu Didi, the the, the sister. So then I said, there's no book on her. And then uh, I asked uh, her, she's saying, no, most of the books are on the other subjects. So then I said, I said, I'm interested in writing your biography. Oh, okay. So she's like, this is the first time someone has asked me. So uh, so then that was our conversation finished there. In uh, and then after two months, they mo- they came to Bahrain on a trip. Mm-hmm. And then I met her again, and then I told her, you know, I'm really interested in writing your biography because based on whatever I've experienced at the ashram and, you know, whatever courses I did, you have these meditation courses that you do. So she was like, okay, please go ahead. And that's when I started writing. And then, so I'm the official biographer for her book. And then the book was then again released. It took me two years, and then it was again released at the ashram where they had the the next uh, conference where again it was the international women's conference and uh, it was published by Harper Collins mm-hmm. so that's the, the the story so you should read the book because, I will I will yeah. I already bought it <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> money spent now just I need the time to read it
1: <laughs> yes yes so it was basically my life changing experience of uh, you know how meditation actually changes the way you think okay. And the way you feel you can you can do things,
0: so give me an example. How were you before? How are you after
1: so you could say that you know so we have twenty four hours in a day, mm-hmm. so before you could say that maybe I'm completing three tasks in a day with a lot of difficulties, and after doing this i'm j I just say, bring it on, bring it on, <laughs> whatever comes my way, yeah, I get it done, so, so you're
0: much more relaxed, yes, yes. Okay. Are you more proactive or more passive now?
1: More proactive. Okay. And uh, and then I feel that there is a lot more energy than what it was earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm very focused. Like, so if I'm giving attention to something between nine to 10, I make sure I give my 100% attention to that specific project. Okay. So my mind doesn't uh, fluctuate. Okay. And then 11, again, you know, you, you, you switch on. Okay. So now I'm at the gym, so I'm dedicated to the gym
0: so you're a big avid reader you've written your first book are you impl- are you right now working on your second book yes i am can i ask what's it called
1: so it's actually a fiction mm-hmm. uh book so it's called 86 ripon street okay yeah so it's set in england no not exactly set in england so uh it's actually set in new york because okay. that's one of my favorite cities in the world okay yeah, so it's the story of uh, this author who's sitting by uh, the, the the lake, mm-hmm. and then um, she actually uh, encounters this other female uh, who is uh, thinking of committing suicide, mm-hmm. and after that that uh, she she tries to save her, and then that woman goes into mm-hmm. coma. So the only word that she uh, before going to coma that she 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 will ask her like, who you are, what are you about, where, where can how can we help you get home? So the only word that she talks about is this street 86 Ripon Street. So now it's her journey to find out what 86 sp- Ripon Street is all about. What is her story? Mm. Yeah, so that's what it is. Yeah, how
0: far how close are you from being done?
1: I'm almost done. You're almost done. Yeah, so I'm like I've completed about 80,000 words. So this is this is going to be about one hundred twenty. Okay, so yeah. it's a proper novel. Yeah, yeah, it's a proper novel. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's how close? Uh, oh, fantastic, fantastic. So you've got the ending already in your head, or you're still deciding?
1: Yeah. So so I've been working on this over the last three years. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a lot of research on different aspects of uh, life, and then you know on on different elements, so that has been there. A lot of research, whatever uh, you know, the the spade work that I had to do, that's done. So mm. now it's just uh, close to the conclusion.
0: <laughs> I remember reading. Do you know how long it takes Stephen King to finish a book?
1: Yes, I know it does. Three months. Three months.
0: He's a monster. He writes 500 pages a day. He says it, it, it uh, doesn't 500 words or it was 500 500 words a day. He said it doesn't matter. I just get it done with in the beginning of the day. Yeah. And that's it.
1: Because, you know, the the difference is that, see, he's a full-time author. Mm-hmm. So when you are a full-time author, you know, after breakfast, you get on. After lunch, you know, you're doing that. So you you know that you have planned your day in that order. But because we are working, we have to, you know, uh, take out a different uh, time where you are relaxed. And, you know, you've done, you've done your work for the day, and you've met everything, you've done your job, and then now you want to sit and relax and think of, you know, now how do I take my character to the next stage of where he or she wants to go?
0: I I forgot who it was. Um, um, I remember reading uh, one of the processes for another author. I think he wrote um, Red Submarine. Okay. I don't remember the name of the book anymore. But he, he talks about that he writes a story backwards. Okay. So he has the ending already done okay that's that's and then he just tries to work out how the middle and the beginning connects to the ending the completely the reverse way on it, yeah, and then he always tries to to he always tries to think about what is a powerful sent, sentence uh I think he he uses this as an example the goes, the,
1: the the statement
0: the statement yeah the statement yes he goes um <coughs> he gives an example of what a powerful statement is, and he goes in quotes. The first time I died kind of went like this, which okay. is an amazing hook. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to to so then move on to the next move on to the next yeah. paragraph. Yeah. yeah, and so that's how how like how he thinks about it.
1: Yeah, so if you look at uh, authors, all the authors, they do spend, you know, maybe ten minutes or fifteen minutes. They 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 do spend on meditation mm. because I think that's where they get their superpower. Well, it's, it's
0: fascinating that you say that because, I, again, Stephen King said yeah. something very similar to that. He said he, he, when he writes, he, he looks at it like sitting around in a campfire and each character brings him a little bit of wood to keep the fire alive. Alive. And he, he, the hope is that, the, that he can finish the night with enough wood to keep burning. And then he also talks about the idea of sometimes you have an idea in, in your head and it just doesn't let go. And it's just brewing. And it's just brewing. And he talks about the, the book he wrote, um, Under the Dome.
1: Under the Dome, yes.
0: He said he, he had the idea in his in his teens. But it just was like this idea that kept coming back to him. And he kept trying to fall asleep. And it would always be there, this this mm-hmm. thought. And he said finally, when he, when he felt like he was good enough as an author, as a, as a writer, he then completed it.
1: He He elaborated and then worked on it. Yeah. So actually stories are already there in our mind. Mm. So when you sit, uh, when you think of an idea, uh, it can be an uh, epiphany or whatever, so then, you know, then that, that idea just uh, gets stuck and that's when you decide, you know, I have to now make this into a novel or, you know, work work on it.
0: Uh, it I, I, I find writing, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to write because I find it is this, it's a fascinating process and I, I, I'm a huge avid reader such as yourself. I, I find... I've, and that's why I read so much about authors, because I find them interesting as characters, uh, as caricatures of lives. Uh, the idea of, of the struggle between writing something that is both concise and, and readable. Yes, yes. And at the same time, having it meanif- meaningful. Meaningful, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> and There's a, this counter between these two weights yeah. in, in, in your mind. I mean, uh, Stephen King always talks about that he, he has great difficulties not wanting to open a thesaurus. Because you know, experimenting with new words and, and
1: yeah, that's and adding good. to it, yeah. So there's this uh, author. Um, so sorry, he's he's not into fiction books. Uh, he's called Brian West. Mm-hmm. So he's into past life regression therapy mm-hmm. and all of that. So there is this wonderful book that he's written. It's called Same Souls, Different Bodies. Mm-hmm. If you get an opportunity, you should read that book. It's amazing. Akash,
0: write it down look it up if you like yeah go for
1: it let's let's check it out do you believe in in past lives I think uh, after reading that book I did a bit of research okay and then I decided that yes we are all connected in different ways but we are actually we are all connected basically it's Brian West uh, W-E-S-S so you can actually uh, go for yeah that's him I'll check it out. Yeah, so you know, many lies, many master. Uh,
0: have you have you uh have you tried any? I regressions? Have read,
1: uh, actually I have tried really? a regression therapy, yes. And it was amazing. What did you see? So basically, you know what regression therapy is? Mm. Regression therapy is now uh, all of us have you know some elements of difficulties or fear. So I have a fear of heights. So when I am at a very, uh, you know, when when I'm I'm inside the elevator and suppose I'm on the uh, 30th floor and if the glasses all around me are transparent, then I, you know, start getting that dizziness. Mm. So I want to understand what's the reason, why do I have a, a phobia of heights when I see things, you know? at a very high level, and then I feel, oh, I'm going to fall now. Mm. So it, ha- it is connected with your past life, everything that you have today. Like suppose if a person is diabetic, or if a person uh, has some issues, anger issues, you know, some sort of a trauma. It's all connected to the pain in your past that got stuck in this life. Mm-hmm. And in order to break that, that chain, you have to go back to your past life to understand what went wrong. Fascinating. Yeah. So Fascinating. this is actually a different topic that we could <laughs> go into. No, yeah. definitely. I, we yeah. should
0: go in the future. I mean, it's already past four. So we've yeah. gone in overtime. Uh, before we quickly finish, is there anything else you want to bring up? Any kind of topics quickly?
1: I think. All good? All good, yeah. We
0: can do another episode in the future and we can dive more into the past life topic. Yes. I'm super interested. Let's definitely do yeah. it. Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up there's a you're doing a charity event uh, on the 24th
1: Yes what so, is it about? So this is basically an association Pink Media House is partnering with uh, the Pakistani Women's Association mm-hmm. So we are basically it's a, it's a fundraising event where we are uh, you know raising funds for an education fund that PWA has and simultaneously we are also releasing a book, uh, which has been produced by Pink Media House. It's called Pakistan on the Move. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are featuring 25 entrepreneurs, business leaders in the book who are all of, uh, you know, who are Pakistanis. And they have added uh, to the glory and to the, you know, sorry, maybe we can do this again. <laughs> Repeat. Because <laughs> I have to be very specific about what I said. Can we do this again? Okay,
0: of course. <laughs> so.
1: <clears throat> you have? Um You have an event.
0: So I heard you've got a charity event coming up soon.
1: Yes. So this uh, charity event is called uh, Pink Goes Green. So we have actually collaborated with uh, the Pakistani Women's Association uh, to bring out a limited edition coffee table book, which is called uh, Pakistan on the Move. Uh, We are basically featuring 25 entrepreneurs, business leaders, who have uh, contributed to the growth of Bahrain and simultaneously we are also uh, raising funds for uh, uh, for a charity which is called uh, the education fund for uh, for PWA
0: education so, fund PWA yeah, yes so At- it's an
1: education fund for for PWA and uh, they are basically the I, the concept behind this is that to support the underprivileged children in Bahrain who are unable to afford a decent education or who are unable to go to school
0: So reach out to the audience right there and you can tell them if if people wanted to get involved, people want to know more about it, people maybe want to support it, how could they go about doing it?
1: So uh, we would like you to support us for this cause by, you know, uh, following us on our Instagram channel, which is pinkmediahouse.me and PWA and all the details of the registration link all the details are already mentioned there. So just follow us, support us, and buy the uh, the ticket for this event. Thank you. <laughs> what did you say thank you That's the end? That was so weird. Okay. So, so can you cut that part? <laughs> no, we're definitely keeping that in. That's funny. <laughs> no, 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 Please cut it.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you've heard it here first. Um, the event is on the 24th. Yes. Uh, if you are able to support, even if you can just throw a like or just a follow, that would be... A great help, and
1: um, yeah, and if and spread the word around,
0: and spread the word around. Yeah, yes. do what you can do, right? Be the be the force of change that you want to see in the world. I appreciate you having you coming on, and uh, yeah, it's been wonderful. Let's talk yeah. about the event. Let's see if we can do something.
1: Sure. Thank you.